Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. December 7th, 2011. This is episode of 35 of The Skeptic Wire. Yay! We're back in the studio today. Had a nice uh, live show last week. It was a lot of fun. Thanks everyone who came out Absolutely. and made it fun for everybody. And thanks to your cousin for, yeah. for hosting Our us hosting. again. Thank you, hosts. And uh, now we did have a special guest last week, Nick Lee, President of American Alliance of America. Atheist Alliance of America. Hey, I'm sorry. What did I say? Atheist Alliance of America. America. American Alliance of America. America. <laughs> and we, <laughs> the American Dog Association of no, America. America. <laughs> it was, I know, we got in a lot of interesting discussions last week, yeah. and we ran out of time. We, we certainly want to make sure you all listen to the interview with Nick Lee. You can find the entire interview on our blog, but skepticwire.blogspot.com. Thank, thank you, Donna. And right now, we're going to give you, uh, I think, the uh, nine-minute clip, nine or ten-minute clip yeah, of the interview. Is, this is the important part about, um, let me see, the Reason Rally, the Texas Free Thought Convention, who uh, the AAAR is, are, yeah. am, is. So if you've already <laughs> listened to the interview on the blog, you can just skip this part. Right. <laughs> It's about nine minutes long. Uh, I'll, well, look at your show notes, and it'll show you when the next part come in. When we stop talking here, and then Nick Lee stops talking there. And then you subtract. In the past. <laughs> and then the entire interview is like 15, right? 15 minutes. No, yeah, it's, it's like, like 20. nine. 20 it's like, minutes. Oh, the entire one is about 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. So if you want to hear the entire interview, go there. And yes. if not, listen to this next nine minutes. Listen for the highlights. We're going to get yes. Nick Lee up here. Nick! President. Mr. Lee. Nick President Lee. Lee. <laughs> Nick Lee is the president of the Atheist Alliance of America, and uh, their vision statement is to transform society into one that supports and respects a worldview based on the values of reason, empiricism, and naturalism, and respects and protects the separation of religion and government. And their mission statement is to develop and provide educational, advocacy, and community-building programs for the atheist community that assist towards fulfilling the above vision. Is that all? Got that all right? Yeah, yes. That yes. is a good vision. If I only, like that. If only we could see our vision. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, how long have you been the president of AAA? Just uh, a little over a year. I, I became president. Was elected president in October of. 2010 at the Montreal Convention. All righty. And um, one of the big things that we have, um, the four of us up here in the panel have participated in that we really appreciated was the Texas Freethought Convention that AAA was a co-sponsor of. Okay. If you put it that way. Actually, it was the, America, it was the Atheist Alliance of America Convention, and I let Paul Mitchell bring in his Texas Freethought. We go back and forth on that. It depends on who you talk to, isn't it? <laughs> well, we were all there, and it was an excellent convention. It was, it was excellent. A lot of fun, a lot of great speakers, some great new um, 
connections between organizations and people and getting different ideas. What was what was one of the best things that you think came out of that? Well, obviously, we had we had a, a couple of really magic moments when Dawkins and Hitchens were there together, and uh, that was you know when Hitchens first walked into the banquet hall after we were finishing up our meal, uh, and everyone stood in homage to this uh, to this man. And I think people were uh, very responsive to the fact that although he was physically frail, he was mentally very sharp and carried on. Uh, we tried to mix it up in this convention, so while we had all, a lot of uh, A-level speakers there, we had the little breakouts, and we brought in folks that appealed to little segments of the non-believing community. So we tried to be all things to all people, so that there was something there for everyone. Um, but it was it was a magic convention. I think it was one of the more successful conventions that, that I've ever attended. And uh, in looking back over AAA and its predecessor, AAI, uh, in the conventions they've held in the last 19 years, it was certainly one of the more successful ones. And uh, I should, it should mention that the uh, TFC slash AAA this last year also had a, a film festival going alongside with it yes. that if you wanted to go to the presentations, you could, but there were also a lot of secular films um, going to. Did you ever get to see some of those? No. In fact, I didn't get to see very much of the convention at all. Well, if you need a copy of Godless, let me know. <laughs> Good friend of mine now, thanks to... Yeah. The, the convention. No, no, he's uh, supposed I, to go out to Amazon I and buy it. Heart, heart it's not for sale yet. The uh, thing because they interviewed me at the first TFC in Austin for about half an hour, and, and I ended up on the cutting room floor. Uh. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to Kelly. We'll we'll, we'll get that fixed. <laughs> however, however, I have to let you know, and of course all of your listeners, that we did a gavel to gavel video of this convention, all of the major sessions all of the breakout sessions, it will all be there, and it's being done professionally. So that should be releasable within another 30 days or so. Oh, get, good, because I bought a copy. Donna, you bought a copy. Because I missed everything. I was yeah. too busy behind the curtain, pulling strings <laughs> and turning on the lights and stuff. So you're saying that the, the videos of the Texas Freethought Convention and Atheist Alliance America no, convention. I'm that the video of the Atheist Alliance <laughs> And how do people so get that free video? thought convention, atheist convention videos might be available in time for Christmas? It might. That's okay. <laughs> and how would someone get that video? Okay. Um, I can get you in contact with Kelly Cook, who is one well, of the okay, I mean, our, our audience. How can our listeners? As soon, yeah, as soon as we have notification with the DVD set, and it should be promises to be about eight or so, six or eight DVDs that will take to fill all of this. Uh, as soon as we have confirmation that it's out there, uh, we'll put up stuff on the website, we'll promote it in every media that we can find with the ordering information. It'll be ordered directly from the filmmaker, the videographer has, has the rights to it, um, and we simply facilitate the ordering process. Do we know what the cost is going to be? Yeah, yes, the cost it will be $75 for the DVD set. And Unless that, you pre-ordered it. I did. It was available. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, whatever the cost, I think um, just the 
that part with Chris Hitchens and Richard Dawkins is worth the price of yes. that video. Right. That really was an amazing uh, time, and I'm so glad I was there to see that, because now I wouldn't have missed that for the world. It was wonderful. Let me give you a little side, thing, side note, too, that I haven't revealed to anyone else. Ooh, exclusive! <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, we, we presented Christopher Hitchens with the Richard Dawkins Award, and that's an award sponsored by the Atheist Alliance. But we do that in conjunction with the Dawkins Foundation, and then Richard Dawkins traditionally makes the actual presentation. Well, the committee that got together and decided what that award would look like uh, would, was a mixture of Atheist Alliance and Dawkins Foundation people. And they selected this very beautiful museum quality piece of fossilized ammonite from the Cenozoic period, as I recall. And it's beautifully done. And it stands maybe eight or nine inches tall. If you have a copy of the magazine from Atheist Alliance, the Secular World magazine, there's a beautiful full color copy photo of that in there. Well, when the ceremony was over and Hitchens had been presented this, it, it remained on the stage. And, and Hitchens, as you know, was in Houston only to take his chemotherapy at MD Anderson Clinic. Mm -hmm. And so while we had prepared this to be traveled, to, that he could travel with it, we bought a little travel bag and so on, um, we were concerned that he, it would be too much for him to carry back. And we didn't know when his treatments would be over and he would be returning. So I took possession of it. I took it to my home. I, <laughs> I cared for that. And I, I woke up in the middle of the night a couple of times wondering if it was still there. And I babied that thing until I, was, I had confirmation that Hitch was Hitch. That's my place. <laughs> it was back at his home in Washington, D.C. And uh, as soon as it was, and I bundled it up and mailed it off to him, signature required, so I was sure that it would get there. But I had possession of the precious. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet you got a few photos of yourself standing next to it with the award on your mantelpiece. Yeah. Right? You are greatly pleased. <laughs> All right. Well, we really appreciate you joining us this week, uh, Nick, and uh, good success. And let us know if there's anything else you want to talk about in the future. We're and if you have any updates you want to share with our listeners, just let us know, and we will share it with our listeners. We'll be happy to any have of you these back. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All, Thanks, All right. So we're back in the Go Recording Studios today. Hello. I'm David Harcourt, joined by... Gary Lund. Squeaky. Donna Swafford. Yeah, I got nothing tonight. <laughs> and You've used that before. Greg, because Greg is out today. Greg apparently is, he's out with some sort of horrible disease. It's like, you know, he's got... I mean, he's got, Huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh when you said that. That's, no. <laughs> No, he said that he was he had a sore throat and skipped work today, and he'd let us know, and then his brains are leaking out through his ears. Him again. That's right, and and Donna just did a short film this last week about uh, harvesting of organs, and strangely enough, the last we heard from Greg was this afternoon, <laughs> right before she went to pick him up to drive him over here. Okay, tell me about these films you guys did. 
Well, we Gary we and I Gary and I competed on competed in the San Antonio 48-hour film experience. From Friday at 8 to Sunday at 8, you have 48 hours to make an 8-minute short. That's uh, write, write the, the, the write, screen. Write, film, edit, edit score, score, render. Produce to DVD. And we did that. Yeah. <laughs> and let's see, Donna, let me guess. You wrote. No, actually, I did sound and sound design. Okay. And produced. And, and that's Gary, what I did, only without the production. On a different film. On a, on a different film. And you didn't yeah, so get much sleep competed. this week, did no. you? We competed against each other. Yeah. And he got one of my favorite actors to work with, so. Yep. And we okay. will know by next podcast who won. Who won. The competition. Yeah, because there, there are 19 entries, and uh, they range from new people to the uh, experienced filming, to the experience to old hats uh, Donna and my my the crew I was working with had done this before a uh, couple of times uh, so there were some experienced people and new people and it was very interesting to see the range of qu- not, not just quality but um, yeah quality quality there were some that were Needing some skills polished up. Yeah, yeah. And some of them but were real, very are they all straightforward. From South Texas or all from the San Antonio area. All from San Antonio. Yeah. Nineteen groups. Uh, there were 20 21, s- 21 participants. Nineteen groups oh, turned I in. There were more than twenty. No, it was twenty-one. Oh. But and you both made it. Yeah. We both made both it. Yeah. Uh, in films. fact, my my team, I was working. Uh, I was scoring the film, so I was actually writing music and I was doing foley work, which is. Um, unlike in medical terminology, which is completely different. Um, it's sort of like the word Santorum, only <laughs> not really fully. Anyway, so fully work in the film industry is... Fully work is... The making s- the sounds. Making special effects sounds. Oh, okay. Like lightning. Walking, yeah. You take like a piece of metal and you can... And it, that explains those odd postings on Facebook about corn chips and yes, yes. Uh, I was in, unfortunately it didn't come through on the showing but it'll be on the, the YouTube clip. Uh, I actually the the character at the beginning of the film in in my short film is playing sort of a World of Warcraft type of game, um, you know, and so I made an army of orcs. Because he gets his character gets wounded by an orc, although you don't see it, he just mm-hmm. talks about. It. So I was making him. He was playing the game, so I made uh, army marching sounds, uh, fighting sounds, sword <laughs> sounds, and the whole thing. And unfortunately, it was the venue only had it in mono, uh, basically left channel or center channel only. And mine was it was the sounds were panned off to one side, mm-hmm. and so they got cut off. So yeah. no one knew what the hell he was doing on the computer. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Okay. And then, like I said, most of the movies were very happy, very Most of them upbeat. were comedies. Most of them were comedies. Yeah, except mine. We did a movie Yours about Orphan dark. Thieves. That, okay, I would say, what, about 10-15% of the crowd was probably drunk off their ass, one of which was my executive yes. producer. <laughs> was, he, was he the one yelling? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, okay. And we actually got the entire theater to shut up without disturbing our flip. Absolutely, it was a very, it was really good. It was a really good film. Well, Thank you. Very Yours good. was very good. Congratulations, as well. guys! Hope you do well in the rewards, and uh, we'll know. We will be rewarded in the in the next life. Okay. Okay, Donna. 
Yes, we Tell have some about news flu. about no, swine flu. We're not supposed to call it swine flu now. Yes. Well, yes. And because two. we don't want people not to eat swine. Pigs. Exactly. Well, apparently there's a new variant of the flying swine flu that is jumping from from pigs to humans. All the cases are in the U.S. Most are involved with children under the age of 10. There is a cluster in Iowa of three children clearly showing person-to-person spread because no one from this particular family had access or exposure to pigs. So somebody that they came in contact with obviously had it, and that's how they've gotten it. Um, it is tentatively called swine flu, swine influenza A virus of the H3N2 subtype. That's ungainly. Right. Um, one of the characteristics of this particular version of the swine flu is that it has the M gene, which was also seen in the 2010 H1N1. And scientists are saying that the M gene probably heightens the transferability from human, uh, from pig to human. Um, the issue that we're having, you know, and it was something that we talked about in our episode where we talked about contagion, the, the movie contagion was that, um, the problem is, is how much do we put, how much does the CDC put out there about the swine flu, about this, you know, trying it's to balance between tough balance keeping informing yeah. the public and Not causing a panic. Pork producers are already meeting with the CDC because they're obviously concerned. I mean, the minute you say swine flu or pig pox, they're going to be like, oh, why? You know, <laughs> no, nobody, you know, especially if Oprah says it, <laughs> nobody will be. What, what yeah, she it said would about be nice. Beef, yeah. Nice if the CDC could just do their job. It's such it sounds such such a difficult job to say how you know how much should they prepare and right. put out it's just a tough balancing act between not panicking people and inviting that cynicism that they got from the, the bird flu and, and other incidents where not only did they get cynicism but they got people saying oh they only said this so to to boost pharmaceutical sales and oh yeah you've been reading the- mike adams because that was his big thing <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah we um, shouldn't prepare i mean we shouldn't it, right we've got, it'll, it'll all take um, care of well, itself th- one of the things that um i guess uh, dr petrus who's <laughs> an immunology immunologist out of hong kong was saying was that um the genetic difference between the human version and the swine version is significant, but there's probably some cross-protective antibodies mm-hmm. because it appears that this particular strain is related to the 1977 Russian flu epidemic, which was an, also an H1N1, which appeared after another 20-year absence. So it's mm. so we might act, he so it's like locusts. Yeah, they just keep it just keeps coming back. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's an accurate description. It, you know, they, every seven years, and there's 11 years, and then, yeah. you know. Uh, it's always a prime number with the locusts, you know that. Right. Um, the, Not with the flu, apparently. Right. The 1977 <laughs> Russian flu was almost identical to the 1950s. You know, borderline yeah. pandemic. That's just one of those things you don't know. We may be protected. We may be protected because of a similar other outbreak. Yep. Or a certain age group may be protected. It may be everyone over 20 is protected. Everyone over 60 is protected because there was another 
similar flu during that period. We just don't know. All those things have to go into their decision. Right. But on on positive news here, the CDC has released it released its statistics so far about flu vaccination. And flu vaccinations are up this year. Um that's 30 36% of adults have already been vaccinated and that's roughly a 111 million people have either received the shot or the nasal spray equivalent. More than half of doctors and other medical professionals have already been vaccinated. Two-thirds of geriatric patients and 43% of pregnant women. I got mine. So. I haven't. But I don't really deal with people. I'm not good with dealing with people. You know, so I mean, that's... So should we be worried? I don't think that we should be worried If I live in Iowa... But maybe worried. maybe if you have, you know, dealings with actual live pigs. Live, but but we, we, we do have some human-human transmission. Yeah, there is some, but... Yeah. There I, might have been. I mean, they is have, there a name for that? Jumping the something? Shark? No. <laughs> it's cross-species when you start, transferability. When it's, when it's, I mean, when, when, when it goes from just from pigs to humans to humans to humans. Well, there's just transmission from human yeah. to human. But that's a new ability. No, it's had it. No, it's it's the jumping from pig to human that's new. And I've always just heard it as cross-species transferability. <laughs> Wait, he's got a shit eating grin on his face. Wait, what point are you trying to make, sir? Okay, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not too worried. I think the most interesting thing is what is the CDC. I would hate to be in the CDC figure out what right. to do. <clears throat> because. Well, with only, with only 10. So political. Right. I mean, we, ten ten people amongst uh, three hundred million, effectively. Yeah, not that, a lot. But right. the thing is, it could be fest, it could be uh, kind of festering. festering. Yes, yeah. Right. And the other thing is, is like I said, it is showing clear cross species transferability. To do that, that's usually pretty strong virus. Yeah. So hardy. So it could eventually lead to slaughter. Slaughtering and disposing of a lot of hawks. Yes. Hmm. Bad so, bacon. Depending on how things go. So I have a, I have a friend who does uh, a work on dead pigs. Uh, she's doing, you know, medical things. So is it transmissible after they've died? Good question. I don't know. Like okay, I said, I mean, just kind of, kind of. I'm so not going there. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, you know, like I said, it's it's you know the CDC has has a job ahead of it. Um, I do know that they are actually they've asked flu um, vaccination developers to develop a vaccine for this particular strain because apparently I don't think that it is one that is necessarily included in this year's. That part wasn't probably not. Yeah, I mean, probably how not. could they? Yeah. How, they they. Probably don't have a vaccine for it yet, or if they do, it's in the archives. Right. And two, it's brand new to the thing, so it's definitely not in the the vaccine that they're currently giving. Right, and seasonal flu is developed to battle three different um, strains of what they think are going to be the most common and There you go. Strains. Okay, thank you, Donna. So that's your that public health there. service announcement. Thank you for that public Get service shots, announcement. Avoid pigs. Exactly. Eat bacon. Well, eat bacon. Well, I'm not going to say it. that. I'm not going to say do not eat pork. Because no, 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 we no, 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 no. We're, we're, we're not saying avoid pork, especially not again. 
bacon. That's the third time I said. Um, <laughs> avoid them live. I mean, football will be fine. <laughs> Watching football and eating bacon will be fine too. Yeah, okay, there Gary. are so many jokes that I could be making right <laughs> oh, now, and okay. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm okay, Gary, we're moving on. Hello. What do you got for us today, Gary? Nurses, nurses, and nursing in New Jersey. I didn't know they had nurses in New Jersey, but New that's Jersey? just a slight on New Jersey. So, some New Jersey nurses are suing the hospital for which they work because they're pro-life and they're claiming that the hospital is forcing them to help women who have just had or are about to have abortions, or even during the procedure. Now, they say... <sighs> They say okay. they're confronted with what one called, quote, a choice between our faith and our jobs. So they're suing University Hospital in Newark. So they're suing the hospital who said they were forcing them to perform abortions? Perform, uh, to be part of, I mean, they can't because well, they're not doctors, care, but to care for... To care af before and after. Before and after, but what they're saying is... That's also part of the abortion because they're saying they weren't making them be involved in the actual procedure. That that's not what they're saying. Just to care for them afterwards. That's not what they're saying though. They're not. One of them said that a manager of the hospital uh, said, "Hey, all you have to do is catch the head. They're already dead." I find that hard to believe, but then again, it is New Jersey. It is New Jersey. No, but it's it's a manager and not a doctor, so the doctor is unlikely to say something right. that that. Crass, crass and callous. Uh, according to the hospital, however, no, quote, no nurse is compelled to have direct involvement in and or attendance in the room at the time of an abortion. And, okay, uh, they apparently have some documentation saying that that is not true. But... Would they still object if that weren't true? I mean, if they did... Yes, I because they, they uh, object to... Let's see what... Uh, Chris Smith, Representative Chris Smith uh, from New Jersey, he's a Republican, of course, says, quote, in pursuit of an illegal and highly unethical policy to coerce its own nurses to participate in abortions, including support activities such as pre- and post-procedure complicity in abortion. Uh, uh -huh. He's saying that they are willfully and recklessly putting federal funding for the institution at risk. Illegal? That's what he's saying. It, it, so, because so that would be a, a, right a nurse that comes in and checks a vitals or, or I don't know, gets a fucking blanket for her. That is, would be complicity. Now they they said oh that my, they, they they one one lady has said that she uh, administered a pill that would induce labor, which would be a complicit act. If that's true, she shouldn't have to do that. However. I, I love this this quote from the nurse. No nurse should be forced to violate her religious or moral beliefs in order to keep her job. Nursing is a healing profession, and the law protects our right not to provide any services related to abortion. Now, yes, nursing is a healing profession, and they should be wanting to heal a person before and after any procedure. Doctors, for example, don't get a choice. Doctors take the Hippocratic Oath, which say that they will do their best job to save whatever life is on the table in front of them, regardless of whether it's a terrorist or a mass murderer or, or whatever. Right. Nurses don't have to take that oath. And mm -hmm. what we're seeing is here is they're more than happy to allow people to go without care because they're more concerned about themselves than they are about the people 
who they have been hired to help. So the question is, of course, is this? I don't. I don't know um, what kind of nurses they are because there's a uh, a two year uh, associate's LVN, degree, LVN, license for casual, uh, and there's a four year bachelor's. Well, there's a four year degree, and then there's a four years bachelor. Um, Which is usually RN. RN. And then you get into nurse practitioner and master's degree level. Right. So okay. Okay. so it, uh, that, that makes a big difference because that's about education. Because what people can do is they can go get a vocation. They're trained to take blood. So they know how to do one or two things. But they have no education beyond what, you know, not even, yeah, no education beyond doing that one specific or those specific procedures of which they have been trained. Right. I wasn't following. Sorry. Okay. Well, I'm to- trying to get your point um, about what they're trained to do. Right now, now I've lost my point because well, you're talking about the different levels of nursing. D- right. d- different nurses are trained to do different things. Right. So <laughs> it's it's a matter of training versus education. Because if you're educated uh, in not only what and why. But how things work, you know, oh, okay, this is how you administer 10 cc's of whatever. Well, this is why you administer, and this is what the procedure that is going to happen is going to do. And and uh, a broader education of, of how the the body works, uh, the reasons why you do stuff, they may have a better understanding of what an abortion is and is not. Right. Okay. So if it's within the first 12 weeks of, of knowing, it's basically still uh, in not even a fetus. It's just a, a, a glob of cells. So it's not really an abortion, and it may self-abort anyway. So okay. knowing that, would that make a diff- Would that make a change in their concept of what an abortion is and what they are doing? I doubt it. I doubt no, it. I, I have <laughs> to concur with David. And, and I wonder... Uh, a couple of things. First, I don't know what the law is. He's talking about losing federal funding by forcing nurses <clears throat> to do this. So there's probably a federal – there is some federal guidance on consciousness. I mean – Well, no, obje- it's – You know, not, not being forced to do things that are against your religion. Right, but and pharmaceuticals and, and hospitals. Is, so saying, oh, this goes beyond that. We can lose federal well, funding. Well, no, also, no federal funding can be used in an abortion procedure. So if they are performing, say, an abortion on a woman who is using Medicaid, can't do it. Right. Um, so they might well, be... Well, okay, but this is, this is, this is the deal Kind of with, a different issue. Yeah. If the, the, the hospital is probably getting federal funding in some way... They're getting $60 million in federal funds by taking actions that violate the church amendment, according to the senator. The Church, Church Amendment, Amendment prohibits institutions that receive federal funding from discriminating against those who refuse to participate in health care services they find religiously or morally objectionable. Okay. So, we, you know, first of all, okay, some people would find it objectionable to help with the abortion. Okay, I can understand that. Right. And now what's kind of unusual about this is they would object to taking care of someone after an abortion, which makes me wonder what kind of what faith that would be. Because the other uh, side that says we don't want to tend to someone who is well, that, that was actually going to be one of one of the tangents of my points is they've gone into a healing profession. Yeah, uh, they're, and claiming, if they're Christians. It's not a Christian thing, certainly. If you're right. going to Catholic, actually, they are Catholics. Right now, the That's other odd. side of that, there are some people who believe that 
any sort of miscarriage. And I mean, we've seen this with the Republican Party and their personhood acts, right? Where any sort of miscarriage is automatically assumed suspect yeah. is right. is suspect of an abortion. So, you know, what okay. are are these women not going to care okay. care for them? So right. they're expanding the definition of complicity. And an abortion to pre and post operative to pre and post operative, and then there's going to now there's going to be a court fight over what is the church amendment and what should it cover and not, right? Right. So this will be an interesting. This will right. be a court case. And, and what what the hospital is saying is it would cost them nearly three hundred dollars to hire nurses to perform the duties that the objecting nurses nurses are are performing. Okay, here's my question. Which is how how many women are suing? Twelve. Twelve. At one hospital? At, At one, one hospital. hospital. Yeah. And they're talking about having to hire out nurses to... That... Yeah. The, there's... Maybe I'm just skewed because I would think that, you know, a hospital that is receiving that substantial amount of money... Well, it, it, these these nurses apparently are working in the hospital's same-day services unit. So that the outpatient type of stuff. So you, there may be different training and different Right, like you said, roles. nurses know different things. Right. You know what? Specialists. Fucking move them to podiatry then, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how I feel like about uh, religious exemptions. Um, yeah. it's, it's tough because, you know, if I wouldn't want to do something I was morally objectionable to. But I, religious- I understand that, and I agree. But at the same time, then ask for a transfer. Figure yeah. out a way to do this so that, A, these women can get the services that they need. B, these nurses can be comfortable in their jobs. Well, they're applying the church amendment to their situation and saying, don't make us do this. And we'll see because how it turns out. Because to me, that's turning into a very slippery slope. Because the, because the next... probably why they're doing it. <laughs> the next statement is going to be, well, what happens if... Say there's a woman that comes in two weeks later with a completely different problem. The nurse can turn around and say, you know, oh, well, look, I can't work on her because she's had an abortion or an atheist or somebody else. That that would be the thing is where 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 you where are you allowed to to draw that distinction? Because if someone comes in and has, you know, you know, maybe they got knife uh, walking to some gelato shop at an atheist meetup and they've got their big atheist shirt on, can they refuse to treat them because they think their person is going to hell? I mean, the obvious answer is no. But because of the church amendment, because they were finding it morally repugnant to help someone that they uh, morally disagree with, are they allowed to do that? Interesting dilemma. It is. My my, uh, take on it is just get rid of them. If they got into nursing because they needed a job, um, I can understand that, but fuck them. They can go work at a Catholic hospital, right? Yeah. Right. Or, you know, f- change over, go work in fucking podiatry. You don't have to worry about this shit. That's a good point. But who knows? Maybe they get rotated around. Okay. All right. Yay. What a happy subject. It's my turn. Yay. Let's, let's lighten things up, shall we? <clears throat> so please, David, tell us about the newest member of the... Holistic Chamber of Commerce, because I'm I'm in the dark here, so this this should be fun. Yeah, I think it will be. This is a good one. Um, 
I think the uh, San Antonio chapter of the Holistic Chamber of Commerce has been doing a good job recruiting folks because I keep seeing new members. And um, the newest member... They just keep providing us so much fun. <laughs> ...is the Alternative Therapy Center. Now, keep with this story because this is going to be a long one, okay? This is, this is kind of interesting. The Alternative Therapy Center is run by Susan Cuellar. She's a registered colon therapist in practice for 26 years. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Your colon uh, My colon. My colon needs therapy. Huh? So how does that make you feel? <laughs> Is your colon bipolar? She's a colon Sorry, therapist. I, I just went for the fart joke, didn't I? Yes, I did. All right. Okay. Now, the Therap- Alternative Therapy Center uh, does reflexology. <laughs> nutritional- On the colon? <laughs> no, no, silly. Wow. Nutritional wow. coaching and colon hydrotherapy. Now. <clears throat> okay, no, are we talking about... Uh, uh, colonics. Okay, yeah, upper colonics then. Colon cleansing. Because when you say hydrotherapy, I'm just thinking about getting in a bath or a spa. Hydro, water. Right. Therapy. Right, but Treatment hydro- of disease. Hydro- hydrotherapy is generally used to put someone in like a bath or a spa. Right. Whereas she's talking about Colonics. colon hydrotherapy. Okay, I will, all will be explained. Ah, okay, The good. super cleansing volcano of doom. <laughs> <laughs> now, before I... I the nice. main subject here, of course, is the colon hydrotherapy, but... I just want to pause briefly on the reflexology. Um, Would you like to reflect on it? <laughs> no, I think um, he wants to reflex on it. I just want to say one thing about the reflexology. First of all, I'm sure all our listeners know what reflexology is. It's a biologically implausible idea that all of our organs and body parts have linkages to spots on our feet. And that if you if you... You stimulate those spots on the feet. You're providing healing to those organs and parts of your body. Something that ticked me off a little bit about the website is they quote the American Cancer Society that one-third of cancer patients use reflexology as a complementary therapy. Okay. One-third of cancer patients. Yes. If they are getting massages to make themselves feel better, I guess that could be considered a... Complementary therapy. Yeah, but but uh, massage you know, does have right medical. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I love others. foot rubs. <laughs> They're great. Now, That's where I was but, but you don't I, you don't attribute any magic healing powers to them. Right. There's no energy lines and chakras between different parts of your feet. And you know what? The, body hold on, parts. hold on. I can make the argument that a foot fetishist has a. <laughs> okay, don't make the argument. Let's move on. <laughs> Um, I tried to find a reference to this American Cancer Society report, and unfortunately, can't find every it? web page just references another web page just making the same claim. Right. <clears throat> it seemed high to me. <clears throat> I went to the American Cancer so- uh, Society web page, and, and they have a, they actually have a page on reflexology, huh. but they don't. Of course, reference this one because it says it's a placebo, is no better than foot rub, and any benefits is gone within 24 hours. <clears throat> that right. is not what they're referencing. 
they're referencing one-third of cancer patients. I think they just want to say American Cancer Society in, in correlation with what they're, you know. And who cares if one-third can, cancer patients use reflexology? It doesn't matter. Call I just wanted authority. to get that off my chest. Yeah. We're going to get to the interesting part. We're going to get to colon hydrotherapy. Okay? <laughs> yes, colon- because colons are... So interesting. Now, colon it's hydrotherapy is actually an FDA-approved uh, procedure, and it's it's indicated for before radiological or endoscopic examinations. So if you're going to look for polyps in the colon, you need to clean it out. Clean it out, sure. Right? Um, so you do hydrotherapy, you, you flush the colon. That's one okay. way to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can also take all kinds of drugs that will clear you out. Yeah. There's a couple ways to do it. And basically we flushing the colon in, involves a couple of tubes and some water. And I'm not going to go into the specifics. We don't need to do that. Okay. So We're back to the super cleansing volcanic. So so rather rather than sending them to a water park, because it may not be uh, <laughs> summer. <laughs> Be some health and safety violations. Okay. Right. Now, uh, colon hydrotherapy, though, in the alt med world, is a cure all. Sure. Okay. It, 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 it cleanses the body, uh, it removes it toxins. That's right. Detoxes. It's, it's a detoxes? big detox thing. Where's okay? the quantum, though? And there's, there's, an, there's an idea <laughs> called auto intoxication, uh, which is. I love cars, too. Supposedly. <laughs> I really love them. <laughs> this is an idea that goes back to the ancient Egyptians who were big on, you know, flushing themselves. And auto well, intoxication. Have you seen the water they drank? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was called two- It's an old idea. <laughs> and the idea was that feces builds up and coats the colon and gets and stagnates uh, and starts leaching toxins into the blood. Right. So they're basically thinking that somehow it dries out inside dry, your body. Yes. It gets clumps up. It's like, you know, and that you have to you have to go in and you have to like your septic tank. You have to kind of go in there and clean it out. <laughs> so obviously they didn't have Ridex for human. And this idea was actually uh, uh, acknowledged with medical science until about 100 years ago. And one thing, I think the biggest argument against it is they would never see this stuff in surgery or or um, autopsies. <clears throat> they would never see this, you know, dried up, you know, feces coating the colon, you know. <laughs> it wouldn't be there. Um so we've known for probably about a hundred years. Well, if it's there, something's seriously wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but the idea has stuck, and if you look, you know, at the AltMed pages, they're all over. There's a lot you can get. This detox. They uh, are. They are everywhere. great um, uh, proponents of things to do with the butt. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, <laughs> Google, Google this. Your body is a toxic waste dump. You're going to get a lot of a lot of hits. Um, one site says, um, okay, um, years of indisposed waste is festering in our bodies and poisoning, poisoning us unless removed. Our site at the Alternative Therapy Center says, and they totally get it wrong, normalizing the colon creates an alkaline environment for good bacteria to continue further auto-intoxication. She doesn't get that auto-intoxication is supposed to be bad. Um, she gets it wrong there. The third, they the talk third about one down, harmful bacteria, Dr. Hyman. P- 
parasites, <laughs> other dangerous <laughs> organisms that inhibit inhabit the colon. Um, and the, the longer the waste stays in your system, the more toxic your bowel becomes. So they're really out there scaring people about their colon, and that's going to be regularly cleansed. Okay? Right. I, I, have, I have friends who um, are proponents of the detoxification. Really? <clears throat> yes, and uh, even though I tell them that your body you know, kind of does it like either every day or every other day, <laughs> um, depending on... What now, <clears throat> okay. What you've been eating? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Roughage as opposed to, say, steak. Right. Oh. Okay, we're going to skip that. Okay. We were going to play a game, but I didn't cut the pieces of paper out. Oh, curse luck. Would you like a moment to cut the pieces of paper out? Is it going to be Do a fun game? you want to cut it? Is it going to be fun? Yeah, we'll just cut. It's toxic colon bingo. <laughs> Yay! All right. Okay. We're definitely going to play this game. Okay, give us a moment, people. <laughs> Cut. Bing! <laughs> One moment later. Toxic colon bingo. So we have cards. We're going to have cards uh, put on to our website, uh, or rather our blog, and probably on our Facebook as well. We this is why I wish Greg was here today. This would be a good game. But we're, we're going to do it between Donna and Gary. Should I play myself? I'm totally going to kick your ass. What we're going to do is... Here's the rules of the game. Each of you has a bingo card. It says toxic across the top and colon across the No, I just realized that. And um, every square is something that uh, on the the, um, alternative therapy center... It's it's odd. They put a lot of symptoms on there. They don't specifically say that hydrotherapy is supposed to fix it. They just... Put a bunch of symptoms there um, because they're not supposed to say. Right, you can't fix it. But if if it did, this might be the stuff that it might. Perhaps. Yeah. In fact, they have a disclaimer on the site that says this doesn't treat right. anything. Not approved. Not not. Right. Uh, wait. Um, now, but not now, tested by the FDA. what I've got here, my what I'm going to be calling out is actually from a separate site, and it's from a uh, a review by uh, this is called. Colonic Irrigation Therapeutic Claims by Professional Organizations, a review. And he was looking at a lot of different uh, providers of colonic irrigation. And all of these that I'm going to list here, they may not match, are are things that colonic irrigation has no evidence of treating. Oh. You know what? We totally need to make shirts that say, I heart toxic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's start. Headache. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I have a plural of that. Does okay, that that's fine. Okay. Okay. It does not treat sinus congestion. Mm. Anybody's got sinus congestion? No. Nope. Nope. Allergies. Allergies. Mm. I have that. Okay. Ooh, I does not treat allergies. Hmm. Damage from nicotine. No, I don't think they claim that. Fatigue. Oh, I got fatigue. I thought I had fatigue. Backache. Ooh, okay, backache. Alcoholism. Really? Hmm. Uh, I don't have alcoholism. Um, hypercholesterolemia. Definitely don't have that. I can pretty much. I, I understand what everything on my page says. Mental disorders and depression counts. Ooh, I got depression. Wait, what about memory loss? 
Ah, uh, no, it doesn't count. Mm, okay. Loss of concentration? No. Yeah, I mean, that's not really Rheumatoid arthritis? Mm. Nope. Skin problems? <laughs> colitis? Colitis always colitis? reminds me of like an 80s band. <laughs> Asthma? Oh, I saw that. No, wait. I do have wait, anxiety. Wait. I do have... Wait, did he say anxiety? No, no, he said asthma last time. That's two asthmas, by the way. Oh, hypertension. Uh, constipation, which may actually be true. <laughs> if it doesn't cure constipation, um, <laughs> or at least, you know, the symptoms of constipation. Parasite infestation. Really? <laughs> bad breath. Oh, I Anybody got one. bad breath? Damn it. Loss of concentration. Oh, oh, have that one. Indigestion. Indigestion. I have poor appetite. Just... Coated tongue. <laughs> you, yeah, let's hope. Let's hope it doesn't cure the coated tongue. <laughs> Nobody's oh. got a bingo yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Joint problems. Damn it. Arthritis. I think I said rheumatoid arthritis, but there's arthritis. Mm. Insomnia. I have that one. Ooh. Ooh. Bloating. That it should probably cure that too. Liver insufficiency. <sighs> Proneness to infections. No one has a bingo. No. No. I, I only have two. <laughs> I, 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 I have two. Just need one more. Now, I know all of these are winning cards in some way, and I've just gone through all the words. You didn't say bad breath. I. You didn't say menstrual problems either. Oh. No, menstrual problems. Or memory loss. Is not, is not on the paper's um, list. These are two separate lists. Hmm. Um, um, okay, I'll... let's count mental... Uh, let's count memory loss... Oh, bingo! ...as mental disorders. <laughs> I got skin problems, headaches, depression, memory loss, loss of concentration. Yay, Gary wins. I don't have skin. I mean, I, I'm not saying <laughs> I have. I mean, my bingo card has those. Okay, congratulations. I love some of these. Weight retention, prostrate problem, prostrate, <clears throat> prostrate problems, prostate. Yeah. Prostate. Yeah, it, it says prostrate, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> Lack of sexual response followed by menstrual problems. Usually there's a... Yeah, this this site has some unique ones that the study did not find. Lack of sexual response being one of them. I have menstrual problems on here twice. So do I. Oh, good for you. You didn't even cover it. <laughs> well, that was... Uh, that was exciting. Okay. <laughs> it came down to the wire. Oh, you'll get a prize. Donna's later. pissed off. No, I was just like... I'm looking at some of these ingoing... <laughs> Now, there are some downsides to getting this done. Um, it can the least alter, of which is having a, a hose stuck up your butt. It can alter the chemical balance of the colon, which is important. It can delete the colon and minerals. And uh, you can spread infection if you don't do this right. <clears throat> well, you can also tear the wall, which would cause infection inside the, the body, right? Yes. In fact, a, a woman died ah. um, from a, a colon puncture from one of these. So... That was the alternative uh, therapy center. But when I was doing research, this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> well, that was pretty interesting. There right? was an, there's another hydrotherapy company in San Antonio called. They're Til competing for business. It's called <laughs> Tiller Mind Body. 
But Tiller Mind Body doesn't just do hydrotherapy. They manufacture the equipment. They actually designed a piece of equipment for doing this. It's called the um, the Tilleromatic. L I B B E Tiller is the lower <laughs> lower bowel evacuation machine. Okay, well, so, okay. Now this this is actually has medical use. I mean, it does. Yeah. But they also do use it as an alternative therapy the in their clinic. <laughs> Um, you, that's what every doctor's office does. Well, we're going to hook you up to the run Tiller. <laughs> I'm going to talk about oh, the Tiller. Right no, Tiller is for Jerry Tiller. It's a family business. She actually started the business. What uh, kind of family? No, never mind. It was because of family health problems that they started the business. Okay. And they've been in business for 17 years. Now, they've had a few rocky patches in the past 17 years. They started in, I think it was 1990, yeah, 1995, 96. In 97, they had an FDA inspection because these are class two medical devices. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, appropriately. So, <laughs> what the if FDA. Somebody's going to be shooting one. <laughs> okay. Now, I would hope it was a In 1997, the FDA visited their facility, found they had no procedures, no specifications, no way of tracking complaints. Really? These, <laughs> these have to be sold with a prescription. They were selling them to the general public with no prescription. It works in our favor. Now, okay. And Hold on. Wait, wait. Let's, let's, okay. I'll let you finish, but we have to back up for a moment. Go ahead. And they were making a lot of claims, okay, like the ones we just talked about. Right. Okay. So I want to know, <laughs> it's a family business, they had medical problems, they came up with this device to clear the colon, at what point do you tell, tell your dad or your uncle, oh, I have a problem with my bum, <laughs> and your dad or uncle says, well, I'm an inventor, I'm sure I can come up with some way to fix that, and then come, and then has the prototype and says, see if this works. <laughs> At what point? Would you, yeah. <laughs> and then you start selling them to the general public because, you know, word gets around. Hey, you're walking with a nice spring in your step today. Why, sure. I just got rototilled. Well, I don't know the scenario exactly how that conversation went, but it's a family business. They designed this. This is about the worst. This is the worst FDA report I've ever seen. And I printed it out. And they certainly had to get their their stuff together. Okay. Okay. And um, in 2002, they were involved in this wrongful death suit. It wasn't their equipment, but they trained the technician right. Which, on someone else's, and they didn't talk about the uh, risks. Yeah. Well, there are no training. risks. I mean, Uncle Bob worked out fine. The technician at this, wherever they you know went and worked... There was a 72-year-old woman. They, they just told her how to do it herself and left her unattended. She said, here, stick Come this on. up. Stick this up your and ass. And then left her unattended. And we'll she had back. never done it before. She punctured her colon. Uh, the water went off, turned on. Very bad situation. Yeah, yeah. And she was dead within a month. Oh, I could not find the results of that lawsuit. They were one of several defendants in that lawsuit. In 03, the state of Texas prosecuted them because they were still selling these without a prescription. And 
They had gotten, they tried to get around making claims. They were no longer making claims on their website, but they were publishing a book called Are You a Toxic Waste Dump? <laughs> and selling it on their site. Um, they settled out of court for $10,000 plus court costs. And they agreed to, again, get their stuff together and stop advertising the use of oxygen. This is oxygenated, which is another. Oh, so <clears throat> they're, they're basically champagne then. You know, some, some, some oh, people wait, put herbs and coffee dinner, so. and, you know, all the things that you put in these things. Uh, theirs was oxygenated. And um, our alternative therapy center, I think, probably uses their machine because they advertise it as oxygenated. But the manufacturer is not supposed to advertise that because that really doesn't do anything for you. <clears throat> now, you know, there's a colonic network. Wow. <laughs> colonic network, a directory of colon hydrotherapists. Yeah. Uh, the Tiller Mind Body Inc. puts that uh, one of these networks together. Of course they do. Now, Tiller did kind of uh, get their act together at this point. Um, there are, I couldn't find any claims on their website. They have a disclaimer that says the information presented in this website should not be construed as medical advice. Colon hydrotherapists do not, and this is odd, diagnose, prescribe, insert, cure, or prevent any disease, which I find extremely odd wording that they don't insert diseases. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, well, it, yeah. It, think about that. I insert. Mean, well, uh, it, it, because if if it's not properly cleaned, it damn well will. will. <laughs> and they have a nice thing on their website that says, "For every therapist future, let's all strive to keep colon therapy, uh, hydrotherapy legal, safe, and without controversy. Only device trained therapists should operate and use the device." Here, here's the odd thing. This is this is what I sent to you, Gary, and this is what just blew me away. Right. Okay. <laughs> their site looks great. Okay, they've scrubbed it clean. It's all, you know, we want to be safe and we're not making any claims. But there's a there's a small business listing site called Manta and you can buy the iPod app. It's available, you know, in the i you know, the iTunes store. It, so you you actually paid for this app. It's free. Oh, okay. But you, that's the best way to see this, but you can also if you Google Manta um Tiller Mind Body, okay? You will see this. You won't see it on the site itself, but you'll see it in the Google search. You know, there's a little description under under the search. This is what it says. This is to prevent colon cancer, but we cannot say anything without a scientific study, and that will cost to start five hundred thousand. How did that get by? I, you know, obviously that is not meant to be there. But it is astounding that, you know, I saw that on the Google, so I got the app, and that's exactly what it says under the company profile. The company profile under About Tiller Mind Body says, this is to prevent colon cancer, but we can't say anything. <laughs> we can't say that. So we're not really. But it's, it is, but we're not. We can't say that. Because we don't have $500,000 for a medical study. So don't say that. And I guess whoever runs Manta, or whoever technician took their information, just typed that in there. <laughs> copied it for Manta. It probably didn't say it over the phone. They probably typed it in. They're probably thinking that Manta is going to clean it up and make yeah. it more more official. And they it. didn't. That's awesome. It's awesome. Everybody, go to that Manta site. It's you will not believe what you'll see there. Uh, grammatically, it's horrible. It's under products and services, it says colon hydro. Therapy equipment misspelled 
MFG asked Tony Robbins. He is great offer <laughs> service to people. Put people in business for profit. <laughs> Wonderful profile. Which, right, which has what to do with what. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's awesome. It's it's total fail on their part. They did such a good job of scrubbing their website, but they had this awful listing on the Manta Small Business <laughs> listing site. It's hilarious. Ah, oh, poor guys. Well, and I really. did Talk I did report this to the FDA. Ah, very good. Already, everyone's welcome to do that. Especially, already... especially since they they already have a, a lawsuit against them for making false claims. Yeah, I did mention that too. Yeah. So. Interesting. It was hilarious. I saw that late at night. I could not believe what I was saying. See. Yeah. Right on. You're seeing it. I yeah. <laughs> well, that's well. That's they, they're not just their thumbs are stupid. It's a hell of a lot. No, more. no. As as but, I said in one of my Facebook posts, I think their thumbs are attached to stupid. Yeah. You know, this is what obviously we know what's happening. Okay. They're, they've they've scrubbed their website. They're making it not making any claim. You go in there for a thirty minute introductory session. They're telling you that this will prevent colon cancer. Yeah. See, I, I don't understand this because they've got a device that apparently works. It cleans out the colon. So you would think that they would be able to invest in their product enough to make sure that it wasn't dangerous, right? Because they could make crap, <laughs> crap a little bit more money <laughs> if they would, if they could actually sell it legally. But they're saying cancer. If they just say, "Hey, this cleans out your colon," can you know your colon? Whatever you do it for, is arthritis. Your thing. Yeah. I mean, that's all they have to do is just back off on their fucking claims. Yeah. yeah. Which they did because the alt med, uh, you know, community knows what these machines, right? What they can buy one of these machines and what they'll they can tell right. fair so clients. All they have to do is make it safe. The manufacturer can just be hands off. And let the the practitioners make all the claims, which is like looks like what they're trying to do, but they just haven't closed all the the gaps, right? There's this is one little gap out there that they left, right? right? One? And, there are way too many gaps in that. Just <laughs> one. So total fail. It was it was very interesting. I just had a, a good laugh about that. Um, so that's Excellent. all I got to say about that. Yeah, all right. Well, that was a good good report. Okay. And, and, and well we got fun. to play a game. And we got to play a game, absolutely. Which and will should be we move on to the uh, lightning round? Lightning round! Lightning round! Lightning round! Okay, Gary! Yes, hello! Hey! So, it is a lightning round. Um, what is the lightning round? That's lightning where we round. get 90 seconds to talk oh. about a subject. Whatever subject we choose to talk about. Indeed. And looking on the big board of truthiness here, <laughs> um, I see something about image editor can add stuff. Yeah. Tell us all about it, Gary. There was a post on NewScientist.com about a breakthrough in video editing that can <laughs> add artifacts to existing video. Usually it leaves... Uh, it's difficult because you have to match lighting, lighting and then background and the whole thing. Well, this does that for you. And that is completely awesome and it's going to make my life so much easier. And it's going to make uh, frauds a lot... That much harder. That much harder because apparently they say that you can't detect because usually um, you can detect when something's been added and it's been resaved as a new JPEG because of 
They have certain artifacting, right? Right. Apparently, this you're going to have to find a whole new way of it, doing it. It turns the 2D into a 3D picture first, and then it puts it into that 3D, and then it reverts it back to a 2D. That's what I understood. It seems to do that. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, simply insert a 2D object without considering the lighting, and it'll figure everything out. It, and there's, I'll, I'll post the, I'll put a link on on so we can see it. Because usually that's it. That's the light and the shadows. It's, it's hard it's to get all, right. Yeah, yeah, it's all messed up, and that's how you can tell, obviously. But it's really cool. That's why they have that little ball that you know they take the lights off of. Um, anyway, watch watch the the extras on DVDs, people. Uh, I'm really excited about that. I know you're really excited. It's probably not cheap, but the video they show has the Virgin Mary descending on a on a chain. Ding! That's awesome. Okay, okay Donna. So, so yeah, I'm going to talk about what's probably going to be under everybody's Christmas tree this year. <laughs> it's a new toaster by uh, Gavin Dively out of Walden, Vermont, and he makes the Jesus toaster. Apparently, you could not just get it on your, t- you know, your random piece of bread or tortilla. We can now make Jesus toast. <laughs> Yay. Yay. He Just also, what we've always wanted. Right. He also does the Virgin Mary, and right now he is running a Christmas special. Buy three Jesus toasters and get the Virgin Mary toaster free. That's kind of creepy. Um, he also <laughs> does um, pot plant toast and Obama toast. and. I bet he can customize pop- it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that he can. Interesting. Good. So um, there's, a, there's a pretty bad... Video uh, on his, advertising this, isn't um, it? Not? With yeah. George Bush tip tapping some sort of uh, hand jive type yeah, of thing? Yeah, under www.burntimpressions.com. That's his website. Um, Just in time for Christmas. And other simulacra on toast, on toast at cheap prices. The humor is free. So wow. you kind of got to give him. So th- we're basically advertising. By the way, we don't. Um, we we don't endorse this project product, uh, product at, at all, all, but it's there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to be under my Christmas tree yep. because I have family with a sense of humor. So there you go. <laughs> Yay! Ding. Ding! Oh, David, um, something about a manuscript? Yeah, the Voynich manuscript. Um, I don't have a lot of time to talk about what it is. <clears throat> There's a really good um, Brian Dining Skeptoid episode, 252, episode number 252, if you want to know what it is. It is the world's most famous undeciphered book. It's a beautiful book. No one knows what it says. It's in some undecipherable language. <clears throat> it was written in the 1400s. We know that much about it. But now, if you go to foxnews.com, in their science page, headline... Mysterious Manuscripts Code has been cracked. Prophet of God claims. Yay. (laughs) So they say the mystery has finally come to an end, according to businessman from Finland named Viko uh, Latvia, who described himself as a prophet of God. Now, there is no actual method. You have to be a prophet and you get the messages from the book. Okay. So he couldn't really describe the method, and yet Fox News did go to some uh, um, uh, cryptographers and ask them if they could validate. Of course, they can't because he can't share the method, but they also could not offer a counter explanation. 
Okay. Uh, well, okay. To to being the prophet of God. One. Oh, of course. Not. Well, one assumes that if he if he was breaking it and he was saying what it says and you know what a part says, that you would be able to break the code from that. Yeah, it's not a code. It's prophecy. It's science and prophecy. Oh. I can't wait to see the prophetic sayings coming out of this book. By the way. I yeah. It's going to be great. Hopefully, I, I, know, I, know, I know we did the mulligan, but hopefully, he and uh, uh, Bozo from the uh, uh, fundamentalist FLDS will can get together and do. There's scientific medicine that could still be useful today, he says. So we should get some good all oh, good, meta, good medicine, medicine out of this okay. and prophecy. Can't wait. Okay, I'm looking okay. forward to the scientific medicine. Gary, Gary, you just got a new iPhone, but. Or, David. David, you just got a new <laughs> iPhone, sorry. And I looked right at you. <laughs> but you've got My something story. up here about Siri, so yeah, yeah what's going on with Siri? It just last this last week there's been a series of Siri ha 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 articles saying that Siri is kind of a misogynist. Um, can't find abortion clinics, can't find uh, female condoms, can't find Siri, birth control. Are you a misogynist? <laughs> so, Staring from the um, speaker's mouth, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, now, I think this is sort of a tempest in a teapot. It, it kind of sucks, you know. They're like, "I was raped, really," you know. And Siri's supposed to tell you to what? Dial nine one one. Okay, but I mean, finding abortion clinics—it's it, all based on the algorithms they use and the and the search engine they use. Um, mostly, I guess, the people who are programming it are guys, so they don't really think about these problems. But really, there are other ways to find these things. And so just because Siri can't do it, uh, Google does have an application where you can find, and they're not using Google. So Well, you can't find it while you're driving. I think that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes, but suddenly, you're... <laughs> suddenly you're driving. You're driving through New Jersey, for example, and you go, "Where can I get an abortion? I need it right now." Okay, that's just silly. <laughs> yes, but you could ask Siri where to get a lap dance and chill. <laughs> well, those are important. I mean, that's that's a lot of business people right there. <laughs> anyway, oh, Donna. Okay, yeah. Apparently, Nick Cage. You know, well-known actor, actually an Academy Award winner for the movie Leaving Las Vegas. And apparently now some sort of biologist because he is on the cover of a uh, Serbian textbook in biology. The fact of the matter is, is that he was taken from a scene. It was a basically a still from the movie Raising Arizona. So it's him and Holly Hunter. <laughs> and it was just kind of apparently slapped on this cover. Because uh, previous editions didn't have them on it, I, so I, I love I love the fact that they. Why would they even think about doing that? Uh, <laughs> what the article says is basically it was probably a graphic designer who just figured it was a happy couple, raising a small child, biology, blah blah. blah. A kidnapped child. Yes, that's the funny part, is that it's from the movie Raising Arizona, where these two dimwits have stolen a child. But do they look happy in the picture? But I don't understand. I, don't understand. I still don't understand. It's, I mean, it's not... You can buy these these pictures that you can put on there, 
Or you can just go out and take a picture. Apparently, no one in Bosnia or wherever the Serbia. Hell, Serbia is as happy. It's the Balkans. <laughs> I don't think that they are. Uh, okay, yeah, so you're not gonna be able to find a happy couple to put. Okay, so I can understand that. Yeah, uh, but they went for Nick Cage. Come on, I mean, just. <laughs> well, he does have interesting hair, which is biologically Next. active. Oh no! Yes. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, where's my dinger? <laughs> that was on the wrong device. It's white. He got a white iPhone. Ooh. I don't know what the whole deal with the white iPhone is, but uh, <laughs> you should be embarrassed, sir. Embarrassed. Okay. But it's your turn. Okay, David. <clears throat> Rick Perry, governor of our state, potential ah, Governor of our great state. The man <laughs> is just <laughs> pissing me off to no end. I think that he's pissing off a lot of people here. He has become. He's put out a couple of ads in the past couple days. He's become the defender of the faith, the 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 Christian (laughs) theocratic leader of the Republican Party, and that is a big feat. And he's talking a lot about Obama's war on on religion, Obama's war on faith, Obama's war on, on traditional Christian values. <laughs> and he, the, what he is saying is just not only irrational and wrong, but it's, it's just asinine? divisive and dangerous, and he just needs to shut the, you know, shut up. He needs to shut it. <laughs> you could say because it. You could say it, David. This is really pissing me off. Um I don't usually get pissed off in the show, but his rhetoric lately is so over the top and so asinine. Yes, he's making Christians mad, and he's going to, <laughs> he's going out against against gay sol, uh, you know, gay soldiers, and gays in the military. And he was talking today to Wolf yes, Blitzer we can't have that. about how we need to not extend the unemployment benefits because people will be motivated to not work, and and we need to we need to not. Extend the tax cuts on the middle class. He's going to weigh down that slippery slope. He's he's just he going just so go extreme. He just down the slippery slope. He slid for eight freaking miles. <laughs> okay. And can I just... We're I just like, going to carry this out. I go like ahead. digital cuttlefish. I know we've got a lot... Free Thought blogs have been all over this. <clears throat> and I'm going to read a little... If you're not familiar with the digital cuttlefish, it's a really nice little He He writes uh, poetry poems. It's time to be cautious. It's time to be wary. The war on religion is going to be scary. They're coming to get us, according to Perry, and Christians are under attack. They're coming to stop little children from praying, which he does say. And it, he does say that. As, I hate to I interrupt I, this, I, I hate but it. when he like, says in his ad that children are banned from praying and not school. True. Not true. Not true. Like somebody is holding a gun to their head and he's going to go, I'm going to shoot you if if you pray. Yeah, right. Like, And it's duh. Obama's fault. If, and if that, if that were the case, uh, kids would not be able to pray before they take a test. And they all do. do. <laughs> They're allowed to pray. Even the 80s right. kids. Jeez. No, that's not true. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> They're coming to stop our little children from praying and force our forces to get busy gaying. <laughs> Our nation had morals, but now they're decaying. And Perry is bringing them back. He's got a new ad, and he's on the attack because he needs it to distinguish himself from the pack. He is getting desperate. I, he really yeah. is. Yes, because announcing that he's he a Christian, a member of the 
largest religious group in America. Like, what? We all couldn't have figured that one out on our own. So he's kicking some ass, and he's taking some smack, because we all love a fella who tries. And surely as Texas got rain when he prayed, Rick Perry (laughs) (laughs) will win with his modern crusade. Though the AP examined his claims that he made and tells us they're pretty much lies. So there there was an article in Wall Street Journal that, that examined his ad, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he's not even, he's not honest, he's not upright, he's just... No, just he's, it, it's weird, he says he's a Christian and then he spouts lies. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that, and... What needs to happen is every single one of the claims made by any of these GOP people needs to be thrown back in their faces when they try and get the middle ground. When one of them is going to be the GOP uh, nominated candidate, it's probably going to be Newt, uh, unless unless uh, Romney Romney can overcome the uh, the Mormon thing. Newt Gingrich, you said that atheists aren't, can't be trusted with power, right? So, well, but yeah. all of these. All of this super conservative Christian, uh, insane Christian rhetoric needs to be remembered. It can't go down the rabbit hole of forgetfulness. It needs, yeah. We need to throw this every time they say, oh, well, I was just saying that to get nominated. No, you don't do that. Why, why would you do that? Jerks. Well, it's like, I mean, the current controversy right now with um, the U.S. military attempting to repeal the sodomy laws. Y'all seen the shit that's going on with that? Because the sodomy law is written that it also covers bestiality. So they're all over the man-dog sex. They, I mean, are so over Because that's it. a big problem in the military. Yes. Yeah. Especially with the dog handlers. So, I mean, and everybody's all like, look, this is exactly where it's going. And, I mean, Rick Santorum is actually getting a little bit of a push because of this, because he's been the guy bitching about it for how many years now? You know, off topic, I read a story today on canine P, uh, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh, I imagine that it's that a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of those dogs come here come are trained here in San Antonio. Yes, they in are. Lackland. I, I, I have some friends who do that. They're good people, and it's not about bestiality. <laughs> I just, Jeez. um, the current- Well, Michelle Bachman, one of her aides, is talking about the Eiffel Tower and shit. Yeah. What? Yes. That if you can, if a woman can marry another woman or a man can marry another man, it's going to lead to somebody wanting to marry the Eiffel Tower. Uh, That's a big slope. Well, That's okay. Now, now, big, now, big now there, there, there is precedent because there is a Japanese person, guy, a, a Japanese guy who wanted to, wants to marry his pillow. <laughs> or he, or yeah, maybe, but maybe I think he's that married. He was, I think that he was. Yeah, I think um, he's an artist. Though, where do you so. take the Eiffel Tower on a date? I mean, that is already the most romantic what spot. Do you, what do you feed the Eiffel? I mean, <laughs> nuts and bolts. <laughs> you like yeah. Well, you gonna take me for a romantic date? I'm the Eiffel Tower. And the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower is like you'll never take me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I. I I'm I so just, sick of this view. Take me away. <laughs> but again, we're not really a political. We're not politifact. We're not politico. We're not any of those people. Uh, no, we're or not. Or fact but, check or anything. So. But. Deal with it. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're, but we but we have opinions, damn it, and we have a podcast. <laughs> so we're going to be It's our podcast, and damn it, we're going to talk about <laughs> what we annoying. want. All right. Okay. And we've run or out not. of topics. Yes, we have. Night. So we're done for this week. We hope you had a good time. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. Hopefully some of you can play uh, Toxic Waste Bingo. Toxic colon. Toxic colon bingo. Bingo. <laughs> Along with us. And maybe you'll win, too. No cheating. All right. So what did you win, though? That's a good question, David. Oh, I didn't think this through. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I have one of my own beers in my own fridge now? Go for it. Have All a guess, right. Gary. <laughs> He's going to contact week, the rototiller people. I, I owe you a beer. <laughs> All right.